to a new season, our third season of Normal Paranormal Podcast. And it's been about two years around the same time since we started. Yes. And we missed our 1,000 listener party because it just came around so fast. And now we have 1,067 listens. Which to us, again, is awesome. Thank you. This is very big for us. Thank you, guys. It is. So thank you so much. We had no idea. So keep listening. Spread the word. Um, and speaking of, I want to give a special shout out to Brennan, who lives in the same dorm my daughter does at UT, Hook'em. And he's one of our new listeners and one of our dedicated listeners. And he's also a really great friend of my daughter. So shout out to Brennan. Thank you, Brennan. He even bought something on Redbubble. Oh, so he's our Brennan, favorite. You're we a rock him. star. Yes, he is. And this this time, this season, as Janice kind of mentioned, um, we're going to focus more on historical facts. Because um, we would do some research, but we want to kind of look at more historical type, um, which led into true crime. And I know everybody does true crime, but we haven't. And we want to look at some of the smaller scale true crime in our area and a little bit larger um true crime but we want to start with arlington where we live um and to kind of break the ice um i want my daughter she has a story because everybody has a story so i'm gonna call my children's book my child's first sleep paralysis perfect (laughs) isn't that sweet it's really sweet um but anyway so here's her story so I go to the University of Texas, and the other day I was taking a nap, and my roommate wasn't in the room with me because she's usually just a lot busier than me. And I was kind of in the state of like being half asleep and half awake, and I felt something touch my foot, and I thought it was just my roommate messing with me because she had just gotten back, and I thought she was trying to wake me up in a funny way. So I try to open my eyes, but I can't open them. And I sort of feel what I thought was her, someone, come up to be standing by my face instead of by my foot. And I can hear breathing that almost sounds like someone laughing at you. So I thought my roommate was just playing a prank on me. And I sort of managed to get my eyes open a little bit. And I swear I saw a face. I saw someone standing there. And I couldn't move. I couldn't get my body up and I couldn't get my eyes fully open. And I started freaking out. And by the time I managed to actually wake up and move, I shot up and my heart was racing. And there was nobody there and my roommate had not come back yet. So I freaked out. So, yeah. I would have moved. Yeah. She's like, it's it's not real. I'm like, no. It would have been a room change it's request. Not. Like that day. So I'm sure she was just exhausted. It's similar to your sleep paralysis story. Um, yes. Or someone was trying to contact her roommate who has the touch. But, you know, I'm but, sure it was just exhaustion. Yeah, maybe it was just exhaustion. Yeah. I didn't hear any sounds from my thing. My thing was just standing in the corner just staring there. Not that it's not a super old dorm where things have happened, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. You're fine, baby. Weird you things happen in dorms all the time. Brennan, you're Don't good. worry about you're it. You're all good. You're good. <laughs> So, I also came across something in my research of the stories we're talking about um, tonight. Somehow, I came across the Arlington Libraries, which we've talked about them before. 
Because Arlington is a pretty old town. Um, it came about because it is exactly in between Dallas and Fort Worth. And, of course, the railroad is usually why towns came about, at least down here. <clears throat> and they decided to settle. Um, the guy who discovered it, his name was Hayter. <laughs> H-A-Y-T-E-R. So I guess they didn't want to call it Haterville. So he named it Arlington. Sounds about right, Which though. is like after some kind of, I don't know, Confederate general or something. Most likely. Um, yeah. So I found the Arlington Journal. And somebody very lovingly retyped like the entire thing. But for whatever reason, I was searching Arlington True Crime. The 1904 Arlington Journal came out. And it looks like they would have like the good news on one side with all their various interesting things happening. And then the other side was very sensationalized lists of people who had died. Yeah. And I just was kind of surprised to see how much they made a point to uh, highlight the salacious details in 1904. I thought they were more toned away. But yeah, it's like, so it had things like, let's see. A little girl in Waxahachie was so horribly burned Saturday while kindling a fire with coal oil that she died Saturday afternoon. That's... Isn't that terrible? Unnecessary. I mean, and then the next, the same day, actually, but this is North Carolina, uh, four men were killed in a boiler explosion. Then right under that, this one's funny because it has like a moral. It says, practical joker will die. It, Dr. J.W. Carter of Emma, Texas, was shot by C.L. Lockwood, a druggist, at Estesado. Mr. Lockwood sleeps in his drugstore, and at 1 a.m., Dr. Carter went to the window of Lockwood's drugstore with the shell of a watermelon on his head, and it had a lamp inside it. And on Lockwood awakening and seeing this apparition at the window, he immediately shot with a 45 caliber pistol. The doctors in attendance hold out no hope for his recovery. Yes. If you show up in the middle of the night with a watermelon on your head and a lantern, you're probably going to get shot. He should have known that that guy's got a gun and he's not afraid to use it. He knew what he was up to. This poor soul, a little kid, he hit his head against the corner of a dining table, knocked his teeth out. And his gums were bleeding, and he bled out from his teeth holes. Oh my gosh! And again, this is in here. I mean, no it's one just thought like to put a gauze or anything in his so mouth. So casually, you know, listed here. It's just crazy. This person was giving a celebration toast at an anniversary, and then like had a heart attack while toasting. So Wonderful. they died. A nude man was arrested walking the streets of Oak Cliff on Sunday night in 1904. <laughs> That's just stuck in there with the deaths. Lots of people falling off horses. Lots of people dying from train accidents. A lot. A lot of train accidents. A lot of people getting burnt up. Um, You know, we think it's so violent and dangerous now, but these people are going through it. Uh, Drowned in an oil tank he was cleaning. Uh, Let's see. Run over by a train and killed. Lots of lightning strikes. You know, you don't think... We I think we should still report often, on those, by the but, way. I mean, they yeah. still happen. Yeah. I guess it was big news then, but you're in the field and, you know, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get struck by lightning. Um, let's see. This one was tainted liquor, impure liquor. 
And these men kept going to each other's funerals, and apparently that same tainted liquor was being served, and they oh just kept dying until finally they're like, oh. <laughs> and then finally, suffocated what's by the, coal gas. What's the common thread, guys? Do you know what's happening? No idea. But this bottle of whiskey we've been passing around could help. Help us figure it out. <laughs> let's take. Let's have a toast to Bob. Bob, you will be missed. Oh, no. Oh, we're joining you. Oh, Trevor. <laughs> It was like four funerals before they figured it out. But, and then like from there, it went to the more modern. Like there's a similar thing. You go to the Arlington police site to look for cold cases. And um, now they're all just like shot, 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 shot. Um, so people are not very imaginative anymore. No. Gosh. You know? so, so many different ways really to die back in 1904. Now nope. no, you just got to get shot. Now you just shot. <laughs> So anyway, that brings us to Arlington True Crime. And Janice and I have a couple uh, stories that we think about. And I'm going to let her tell the first one. All right. So this first story is about a young woman, young girl, really, um, named Teresa Branch. She was 18 years old. Um, she was visiting her grandparents, I believe it was, yes. in Arlington. And she was about to go home with a friend of hers. All of her stuff was packed in the back of her car. And before she left, she had parked at an apartment building on Arkansas Lane across the street from where her grandparents' house was, like maybe two, three blocks away from there. And this was 1986. Yes, 1986. And it should be said that her car had been having trouble all day long up to this point. And so... This was just another incident. So her car, you know, failed to get her to her destination again. So she parked in this apartment complex, told her friend, I'll be right back. My grandparents' house is like two blocks from here. And we drove those two blocks. It was literally, like I can see why she thought to herself, I can just jog there, get help, come back. Yeah, and it's a full-on neighborhood. She had to cross one street. That wasn't very big then. There's apartments there. There's a bar there and a full neighborhood. Yeah. People everywhere. So it wasn't like she was in some abandoned warehouse or you know, some creepy district area where there was nobody there but workers. And, you know, anyways, it was a it was a populated area. So she thought to herself, I'm just going to run over to the house, get help, and I'll be back. Like less than 20 minutes, like less than 15, really. Um. 15 turned to 30, 30 turned to 40. Her friend started to wonder where Teresa was. Come to find out, unfortunately and horrifically, um, Teresa had been stalked by two unknown men as she was making her way back to her house. And they must have caught her almost immediately as she entered the neighborhood because we went to the, was it 500 block or I'm not sure. I think six. We went to the block where she was found, found and first or attacked. Seen, the way yeah. they saw her. Yes. So um, reports said that a man saw a parked vehicle in front of someone's front yard. In that front yard, he said he saw something that he thought to be a mannequin, but apparently it was Teresa. She had been hit over the head with a blunt object. And so that's what had gotten her like across the ground she had been you know knocked out she was unconscious so he didn't think anything of it this witness 
and I guess just went about his day after that. I don't know how. Um, after, I guess, the two men in the car saw that this person was no longer paying attention, they got Teresa, put her in the car, and just in case other witnesses, because they were in a neighborhood, were to come out and see what was going on, they drove around a corner, quite literally around the corner. Mm-hmm. We actually drove into the parking lot of the church yes. that's, still, that's still there. And they took her to that parking lot where they, of course, um, assaulted her and then, of course, shot her and killed her and left her there to die. Um, and, and now no one else came forward about hearing a gunshot. I mean, there's literally houses right there. Can, it's surrounded by houses, this church. In the parking lot, less than less than 50 yards, I would say. And it was surrounded by houses. Those are all 1980s houses, if not older. People They're not were, new houses. And this is in the evening time. People were at home. So I'm just not sure. Yeah, it's, just, it's that Kitty Genovese thing. It's like, oh, somebody else will call. Or, oh, I'm sure that that was just a car backfiring. Yeah. I'm guilty of that, too. If I hear that sound, I'm like, ah, oh, it was just a car backfiring. Or stupid kids in the neighborhood parking to make out in yeah, the car doing or Yeah, fireworks or yeah, some crap. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. But unfortunately, someone was being assaulted and murdered. And so when they found out what happened and the neighborhood found out, everyone was shocked. They just couldn't believe it. And when the witness came forward... You just have a lot of questions, like why didn't you report it immediately, or why would you think it was a mannequin and not an actual human being? I know, it's like a mannequin makes far less sense than that being a person. Yeah, I don't think that movie mannequin had even come out where what's his name drags around that mannequin. It's really weird. Yeah, I mean, I just way. really weird. I just don't understand why you would just not report that. And I'm thinking. There it's has November. To be, it's not Halloween. There's no reason to have a mannequin. There has to be some psychology behind it. Um, and yeah. I would think that he was just afraid. And instead of admitting to the police that I was afraid of the two gentlemen right, that right. were in the car and that they would hurt me too, right. I just left the scene of what would be a crime. That's what he probably should have said. But I mean, he didn't. He said, I thought it was a mannequin, which is completely untrue. Maybe our brain's just like, oh, that can't possibly be. Oh I don't know though. Yeah, but Teresa- I still would have followed him more right. though. You know, or but at least yelled out to them. I don't know. Things went from bad to worse Hindsight. after Teresa's death. Yeah, so her father and mother had a very hard time afterwards, and they both spiraled into their own sets of mental illnesses and ways of coping with her murder. I don't know how you couldn't. No. How how could you not? Yeah, it was really bad. And the friend, too. Yes, the The, friend, too. The survivor guilt that she had, oh, my gosh. Just, like, they probably wouldn't have done it if I were with her. And then, you know, she had to just kind of convince herself that, well, they would have taken me, too. Yes. The guilt. Because there were two men. We do know that. And so if her friend had gone with her, there's no telling that both of them could have been right. taken. So, or they might not have done it. Or they might not have done it. So she had to live with that, has to live with that. Yeah. Um, Just never know those situations at all. So. No. So they're hoping with that one, you know, DNA testing. Yeah, they, They're keeping these things open. Since in the 80s, we obviously didn't have... As they should, because they said these men were young men. So right. no older than 24, 25. And Teresa, like I said, was 18. And so these guys are probably in their late 50s, early 60s. They're still around. I know. It's like, what you know? how do you live with yourself? Do you go do something else and then get caught like a lot of people do? Because you're like, oh, I got away with it. I'm going to do that again. You know, you don't know. Do they get some kind of karmic death? You know, maybe. 
the, the unknown is just it's so not there it's crazy to um now both of her parents have passed oh yeah they're both gone now but her her boyfriend at the time of course devastated but you know he deserves answers and the friend deserves answers and just in general yeah you know so and, and janice had told me about that a long time ago and then I just kind of looked up where it was, and I was like, gosh, that's right here, and it's right by Arkansas House. And <laughs> we went and parked in the parking lot, um, you know, which is very eerie to be in a place where those things happened. And we turned our little EVP on, and it said lies. So somebody's lying, of course. I think the witness lied. Um, yeah, probably knew more. I feel that deep in my bones that he or lied. Or somebody they interviewed. or And not for know. malicious reasons or anything. I just think he lied because this situation went from unfortunate to tragic real quick yeah. and he could have and then been again the that to stop guilt it. how do you ugh, oh yeah because he could have he could have probably saved her oh yeah um and it said bar and there is a bar you know right there so yes. who knows these guys could have seen her jogging and i don't know that's the thing you don't know so that's one of our cold cases that's uh, very sad very creepy she was just like the iconic 1980s girl um, I've got pictures I'll put up on all our sites. Feather and bangs. Absolutely. I mean, just, <laughs> you know, exactly what we were like in the 80s. Um, so, yeah, just really sad and really creepy. And no no justice has been served. And that's kind of the worst part with that. Yeah. Another one that you guys have all heard about, um, may not know the origin of it, but Amber Hagerman um, who was born in 1986. So Teresa Branch died in 1986, um, November 1986. And then um, Amber was born a couple months after that, after she was killed. And so I all think this that's stuff pretty happened crazy. along Arkansas Lane and Park that Road? That same area. Same area. Similar area. Similar, yeah. Um, Bermuda Triangle of Arlington, Texas is what we yeah, are calling some, it. some shady stuff. So yeah. she was, Amber was taken in 1996. Um and in January of 1996. And my husband and I, sound engineer, Ronnie, we lived a couple of blocks because we were going to UTA and we'd just gotten married. So we still had our little apartment down there. So I remember this like it was yesterday. And I had just started teaching. So, you know, already really would fixate when things would happen to kids and just... And when she was taken, I just obsessed every black truck that i saw i was like there they are you know turning that turning that license plate it's got to be them but amber's story also visiting her grandparents so moral of the story don't visit your grandparents i'm sorry that's that's bad okay no no um but but no um again these poor grandparents and their guilt so she went for a bike ride with um her younger brother so she was nine he was five and just a couple of blocks. They talked to their mom on the phone, and she's like, okay, but a couple of blocks. You know, it was during the daytime. I mean, gosh, we rode our bikes everywhere in the 70s, and you just, you didn't worry about it, especially during the daytime. And again, you know, I went to where she was taken, completely surrounded. There's a freaking grocery store that was there, whole neighborhood. Um, you know, you just can't fault the grandparents or the mom, because it's just right around the corner. Mm-hmm. Now, Amber went a little further than she was supposed to, but it was still only a couple blocks. Um, 
A lot of kids do that. Yes. I, went, we all I always did went that. farther than I was supposed to go. That parking lot had a cool ramp in it, and she wanted to ride her bike over it, and you know, that's what you're going to do. So the brother got nervous, though, and he's like, I don't want to get in trouble. So he went back, um, and he told the grandparents, you know, well, well, she's still there. I just wanted to come back. So they went immediately, and she was gone. So it was a seven, eight-minute difference between when the brother got back and they made it to the parking lot, but she had already been taken. And um, the person had to already been watching her. I know. It's just, it's so weird. And then I could see... There was one witness to this as well, 70-something-year-old man who, who was, he was an officer or even a sheriff or something. Tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he could see from his window, and you can see his window. And he did call pretty much right after they'd gotten her in the truck. Um, and he could describe the truck, the little black truck with the little window in the back that wouldn't open. And he had a very detailed description, but no license plate. Um and the way he described the man, he was like between, you know, 25 and 40 and 5'9 and white or Hispanic. Like literally every dude walking around Arlington, yeah. driving around Arlington and so many trucks. It was just too vague. Um, they got 7,000 tips as to who may have taken her. I mean, how do you comb through All of what's legit and what's not? And who in the hell is calling in fake tips? Because there's people like that. People do that. They just want to be a part of something and therefore they call in fake tips and, I don't know, make themselves feel better about pretending to help, but they're not helping. But four days later, her body was found naked, throat cut. She had been assaulted. Um, She died two days after, so they kept her alive for two days. And then there's, I don't know what for two days, and then her body the creek down there's a few creeks down there so a couple miles down the road she had washed and a a guy walking his dog in a park found her lying face down and you know because of this the amber alert um was created because that way you can broadcast to the whole country what type of car it is. It's an immediate. You don't have to wait. Everyone can look. Um, yes. And everybody starts looking immediately. Um, and it was a woman who had heard about Amber who said, you know, we have we have alerts for like drug smuggling and all these other things or a stolen car. Why don't we have alerts for a stolen child? Yeah. You know, how can you argue that? And thousands of kids have been recovered. Um, yes. Yes. Using an Amber alert. It has been successful. It has, you know done what it was supposed to do um and you can still give tips to the arlington police um there's still a ten thousand dollar reward um i went to where her to that parking lot um where the memorial is and it's just so sad it's like i want to go clean it up there's just trash everywhere yeah it hasn't been well kept no and they've got like their painted memorial and it's got an angel sculpture because they call her arlington's little angel i mean just so sad in a and again, yeah. who did this? Yeah, they still haven't found the man. In a correction on the Teresa Branch story, um, she lived with her grandparents. She was visiting her parents in Arlington because her dad was the one that was helping her in Arlington with her car constantly throughout oh, the day. Oh, okay, you're right. And so the grandparents lived out, I forgot, Wise County or somewhere, and I'm sorry I don't have the details on that right now, but I just wanted to make that correction that she was living with her grandparents and traveling back to them 
but she was visiting her parents. And that's um, why her luggage was in there. And, and she told her friend, you know, watch my luggage. Yes. Because I don't want somebody to take it. Yes. And then for the app, when I was in the parking lot um, at uh, Amber's Memorial, it said close. So take that as you will. Were, have they ever been close to finding him? Were we close to where it happened? Um, you know, that could be a lot of things. Um, it said two, the number two. Were there two guys who did this? Right. You know, yeah. and maybe he only saw one get out and grab her. I don't know. Um, it says out. Don't know what that means. It said black mass, which is alarming. And then letters, which could be because at that memorial, there's all these letters and, and things that people had written um, to her. But nine years old, just wanted to ride her bike. She was in Girl Scouts. I mean, just I don't understand. You just think of all the times that we did the same thing when we were little. Oh, constantly. And we totally just went in the opposite direction or went farther than we were supposed to go. And just thank God nothing ever like that happened to any of us. Well, while you we were just doing think yeah. you're invincible, you're immortal. Oh, yeah. You can do anything. Mm. So, this is making me sad. These stories <laughs> are much sadder than the, than the ghost stories. Right. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, and again, every town's got their own cold cases, just like everybody's got their stories. But they did do something with DNA. I saw in January 2021 with Amber's case, but I haven't seen any results from that. Um, but they were able to get DNA. But I guess it didn't turn up anyone. I guess not. Oh, that person has already passed away and they're like, well, no point in reporting something that not going to not gonna yeah. bear any fruit. I still want to know. I know. People still want to know yeah. if this person still at large or is, are they gone? Hell. Now, a lot of people, I was looking at Reddit, think, well, because she was not found for four days and kept in line for two days, that it had to be a local. Mm-hmm. And there's also apartments right there because when the guy was um, walking his dog and found her, he had walked um, behind some apartments, but I don't know. It could have been really close. The person that abducted her could have yeah. been in those apartments and just said, and just this said, is really hey, quick and yeah. easy. Right there. And then the creek was right there behind the apartments. Yeah. Easy access. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you do, if anything, think you think of anything or you know anybody, because people had to have seen something. I mean, there was a Winn-Dixie grocery store. That's the parking lot she was in. It was open. There was a laundromat. People still use laundromats. They'd be full of people all the time. Um, police think maybe nobody in there came through because they thought they might get deported. But, you know, at this point, you if you saw something, nobody's going to deport yeah. you. You know, they're just like, well, please come forward. Yeah, please come forward um, if you know anything. So, yeah. That concludes know. our true crime series yeah, for no, this episode of Normal Paranormal. <laughs> we will get back to our regular scheduled programming. Um, Maybe next it won't episode. hurt so much if it's other cities because we don't have an emotional right connection to it. We'll go a state over next time. Right, right. <laughs> With Oklahoma true crime, it won't hurt my heart. Um. So yeah, I'll put up any pictures we took because we took some at Harmony Baptist. Um. Where Teresa was uh, killed and at the intersection where the mannequin 
was seen and then Amber's um, parking lot and memorial yes. and then the house where um, he could witness um, what was happening. So, yeah, but hey, on a brighter note, Halloween's coming up. Yay, Halloween. And we're going to do another episode yes, by Halloween. We um, we're going to do some movie reactions again because there's some new scary movies out. There Denise is. is laughing at me. <laughs> Um, and we're also going to explore the topic of, and I've seen this a bunch everywhere, but I had thought of it. Why are there fewer serial killers? Because, of course, we watch Dahmer. We can talk about that if you want to next time. Um, but it just seems like I didn't you don't watch hear Dahmer, but, you didn't? but Molly did. How did you not watch Dahmer? I have elected I'm not amazed. to. I am utterly amazed. I uh, my, my brother and my, like, we both talked about it, and we decided that we lived through it so therefore it was already gruesome enough and it was of course it disproportionately affected the black community so well, now i feel like it did no don't <laughs> it, but like if you don't know a lot about the story and it didn't necessarily personally impact the show you anyway, made a point to yeah to, to show that I yeah i'll say that so and like, evan peter's performance though Dahmer was a dick well, yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> in case Horrible you're person. in case you're just romanticizing it, or just and the because cops you think definitely screwed over, yes, many of the victims, yes. But the show made a point to make it yes plain. You just wanted to take some pictures, right? Yeah, Dahmer. I swear. But tell Evan Peters deserves all the Emmys. Emmys yes, Evan that. Peters is a phenomenal actor, and just don't like combine Evan Peters. No, no, no. Incredible acting with Dahmer no, being okay. Piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad he got killed in prison. <laughs> oh yeah, he was marked before he even went in. It's like if his ass shows up, pardon my language, yeah, he's gone. And prison systems have a weird understanding understanding yeah. of certain crimes. And so yeah, yeah, that's what the guy who did it. He's like, yeah, they just kind of left me alone. So yeah, I thought I wasn't the only one who hated him. <laughs> mm. So yeah, he, this he, has been a joyful podcast. Yes. <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> to find some not upsetting true crime. <laughs> some money laundering. Yes. Some victimless crimes. Did we talk about what we thought was my... I'm not going to... We're going to talk about that. We need to talk about that. I'm not going to put the business on blast because... Oh my God. That's our next investigation. Liable though. or whatever technical term that attorneys use but allegedly if you watch arlington tiktok you know yeah there's a business in arlington that has been there far too long and with prices going up i'm just like what is happening they haven't renovated it looks like the same it's identical and there's never a (laughs) single soul there no one ever in the parking lot you can't tell me anything if (laughs) if you were the person that i saw on tiktok saying that was your family's business listen sorry god bless you i just don't believe it (laughs) (laughs) prove it yeah there's some money laundering happening oh yeah or something worse than that just saying yeah we need to investigate that because that's Arlington Urban Legends. That could be uh, yes. We'll a call little, it Arlington Lighter. <laughs> so so yeah. So don't forget. We want your stories. If you have theories about why we seem to hear about fewer serial killers, send those to us. Normal Paranormal eight one seven at Gmail. You can also email us through Anchor if you have found um, the podcast there. Um, you can email us through our Facebook page or our Instagram page. But we would love to hear from you. And as always, you can stay here or we go to the light. light. But you can't, can't come, come with us, us. Jeffrey Dahmer. 
Bye. Yeah, especially when you're talking about her. Bye. <laughs>